Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are on this amazing day in January. I'm recording this on January 7th, 2021. We are in the new year. This is Coffee in Christ. I'm Robert Bolden and welcome. A glimpse into uh, my daily routine. Um, Having a cup of coffee and we get into some, some of the word with you. So I'm super excited uh, today to share this with you. And also, if you're in the um, Omaha area, we take this live to Stories Coffee every Wednesday. Approximately 8.30 in the morning we start. So you can just show up any Wednesday and hang out with us, with us and do this actually live. So we'll go through... You know, whatever the readings God has for us, and we'll have an open discussion, which I absolutely love. There's so much great understanding that comes from that open discussion with others. Leads to a much deeper understanding in my experience. So give it a shot sometimes. Sometime we'd love to have you out there. So the verse of the day is, Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. That's from Proverbs 11:24. I love it. I was just talking to some friends. Some friends had me over for dinner last night. We were just kind of talking about that. If you, this has been again my experience. Everybody's experience is unique, uh, but we got into a conversation about money, and um, you know, I reflected back on my life, and I never worried, quote unquote air quotes about money even though growing up I didn't we didn't have any money at all I mean it was (laughs) we grew up on the south side of Chicago with really nothing but I never worried about it and even as I um, progressed through life and got my first job um, you know my grandpa said keep living on on uh, your same standard of living if they give you a raise just invest it so that's just what I did but I never was concerned about money. I would have friends say, oh, how much do you have here and there? And I never, it just, it just wasn't on my consciousness. So I was able to do, you know, well, just by, by following that strategy. So, you know, give freely and become more wealthy, be stingy and lose everything. So I'm in a stage in my life, I don't know when it happened, <laughs> probably, I don't know, in the last 10 years where, you know, I just started spending the money and then I started giving freely. And that was just, I'll I'll share the story. I might have shared it in my uh, founder's story, beginning of this podcast. I don't know, but um, that's amazing when you can give freely and you do, you become more wealthy and not just in money. This is talking about everything. Spiritually, we always go to money first because that, you know, that's why money is mentioned in the Bible more than any other thing because we have to be careful. Um, you know, the Bible talks about money isn't bad, the love of money. And when you put that love of money over God, that's when it becomes bad. So there's a distinction there. So I'm a big proponent and a big testimony to 
Give freely, one, give freely of your time, your gifts, your talents, your money, you know, sow into others and become more wealthy and all those things, your gifts, your relationships, your time, no, your time. I don't think you can get more time. It's probably the only thing you can't get more of. But um, if you give freely of those things, you will become more wealthy in those areas. I just, it's a truth. It's here in the Bible. It is a truth. Don't overthink it. Just believe it. Be stingy and lose everything. Absolutely. If you are stingy with any of those things, your gifts, your time, your talents, your money, you'll lose it. I believe that. So this is great wisdom. Let's look at our plans for today. <clears throat> so the devotional is expectant and alert. Happy is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. That's from Proverbs 8, 34-35. James Dobson has given some of the best practical advice I have heard on how someone who wants the will of God and who has a basically correct understanding of it should proceed. On a radio broadcast, he once described how he does it himself. I get down on my knees and say, Lord, I need to know what you want me to do, and I am listening. Please speak to me through my friends, books, magazines I pick up and read, and through circumstances. Such waiting is not empty, but expectant and alert. The simplicity of this should not mislead us. When we are in a proper, well-functioning relationship with God, this is exactly what we are to do. And then we are, as Dobson says, to listen. This means that we should pay special kind of attention both to what is going on within us and to our surrounding circumstances. The prayer is, if you wish, experiment with this method. Choose something you need guidance about. It may be something as small as what topic to bring up when you meet a friend or for lunch. Then offer the prayer as stated above. Wait without trying to make up answers. This is so good. <clears throat> I've never seen it stated exactly like that, but this is again rings true in my life. I always say, why would I ever do what I think I should do? And it is, it's, it's counting on the Holy Spirit and then being, what I like to say is just be super aware of what's going on around you and who's, who's brought into your life. You know, like this guy says, you know, what books you're reading, you know, what are, what is life putting around you? And if you're really alert and focused in, as, as Tim Bulkey said in his Thin Places thing, if you're positioned to hear, you will. You will get that guidance. It's beautiful. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my gates, waiting for me outside my home. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. That's Proverbs 8. Love Proverbs. So much wisdom there. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me. David gets a little whiny here. 
O God of my salvation, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I have never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence, yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness. While I am here in the land of the living, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. I think that is so good. Again, friends, last night we were talking about that being persecuted and how, you know, back in <clears throat> in those days, Paul and James and all those folks, they, you know, they gave up their lives. They were thrown in jail. They were beheaded, all kinds of crazy stuff for their faith. And there are stories throughout history about that. So it's just that that confidence in the Lord's goodness and to know that he's got you in the face of criticism or gossip or um, false accusations. You know, the temptation, the you know, you have the emotion. Your temptation is to defend yourself, but... You know, as I've learned here lately, again, reading the Bible, it's when you get that emotion, acknowledge it. Don't act on it. Act in wisdom. So powerful. Um, And and I've been able to do that several times over the last, you know, month or so. Instead of suppressing the emotion, acknowledge it. Don't act on it. And it's almost like take the next step and act in wisdom. So that's beautiful. I think that's what David, that's what I got from reading that psalm from David. And here's another one. Oh Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. For I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. Yes. I, I truly believe that if you just, you know, you, you know where you need God's help, pray for that, and then listen. And, and I like what he says, you know, each morning. I think that's powerful. This is Psalm 5. You know, and get in a... Don't like to give unsolicited advice, but it's really cool if you just get in a regular habit of doing, you know, even this Coffee in Christ they do every morning. And it's just powerful because you learn and then, you know, you you ask for guidance. And I get so much guidance, usually in the middle of the night, and I call those Holy Spirit moments. Because I, I open my day this way and I close my day, you know, in gratitude and, you know, close my day, you know, playing a, a recording of, you know, my future vision and like it, it's already happened, that sort of stuff. So all this is really good. Tap into that, tap into God because he's there. He communicates through your mind and your mind is outside of your brain, as you know. That's a whole topic for another day. So I would just say, you know, the, you know, this is, um, they ask, based on today's reading, what is one thing God is saying to you? And, and I just said, you know, the power of listening 
listening, the power of listening to God is wonderful. Pray and expectantly watch for and listen to how he communicates through people, circumstances, etc. throughout my day. And I just, oh, without going into it too much, I just had an amazing example of that yesterday where a person reached out to me. We hadn't talked in a long time. They were going through some struggles, shared that. I spoke into them just from the Holy Spirit. It was all Spirit-led. Contradictory to what he, the path he was going down. And then literally a couple of hours later, a circumstance hit his life that totally he would have been unprepared for had we not spoken. And now he was joyful and relieved when those circumstances hit. I mean, how cool is that? That is God working right there. So you just have to be alert and ready. Ready to respond. Okay. Let's go now, and, and, and I am in the book of Exodus. Oh, finally, I think we're past the gold plates and all those things. Okay, good. I was going to say, I might have to skip around here a little bit. So we're going to be in Exodus 31. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and in, to engage in all kinds of crafts. Moreover, I have appointed Aholiab, son of Ashimach, of the tribe of Dan, to help him. Also, I have given ability to all the skilled workers to make everything I have commanded you. The tent of meeting, the Ark of the Covenant law with the atonement cover on it, and all the other furnishings of the tent. The table and its articles, the pure gold lampstand, and all its accessories. The altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering, and all its utensils. The basin with its stand. And also the woven garments, both the sacred garments for Aaron, the priest, and the garments for his sons when they serve as priests. And the anointing oil and fragrant incense for the holy place. They are to make them just as I commanded you. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, You must observe my Sabbaths. This will be a sign between me and you for generations to come, so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Observe the Sabbath because it is holy to you. Anyone who desecrates it is to be put to death. Those who do, do any work on that day must be cut off from their people. For six days work is to be done, but the seventh day is a day of Sabbath for rest. Of Sabbath rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on a Sabbath day is to be put to death. The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath 
celebrating it for the generations to come as a lasting covenant. It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. When the Lord finished speaking to Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him the two tablets of the covenant law, the tablets of stone inscribed by the finger of God. So that is really cool because I think the beginning of, of that passage was all about God giving different skills to different people. We all have our God-given gifts. And this is exactly what um, Life Transformed is, is all about, is attracting people in this community of people that are, are creating these love places and spaces, these transformation centers all over the world. And when you're part of our community, this inner circle community, you're going to use your talents and skills, your God-given gifts. That's what we want you to do when you're part of that community is when you're engaged in that community, because, you know, everybody has other jobs and other things they're doing. But when you're engaged in that community, you are focused on using your talents and your skills. Um, so it's awesome. I love it. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to use this. I'm going to meet with our group here coming up. And I think this is a good verse to go back to. And then the second half of that, about the Sabbath, uh, another book that this group is also working through, we're going to begin working through, is uh, Every Good Endeavor. And that book is all about God designed us for work. And we have it wrong in this country. You know, we work so we can vacation. We work so we can live it up on a weekend. We work so we can save money, so we can retire. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> God designed us for work. That's what God did when he built, when he created this world we live in. He worked for six days and then he rested. And he looked back and he said, ah, that's good. He was refreshed. That's what we are to do. So we need to really flip the script on Western culture for sure. But the key, the secret sauce is when you're working, you're doing what you're passionate about. What? what God puts you here to do. And it, it traces right back to, you know, the first thing that we read today about, you know, think about it. If you honor money and you idolize money over God, then it's going to create that kind of culture where you're just going to work and work is going to seem like drudgery and you're just working to save money because money is where you get your security and it's such an empty way to live oh my goodness i love this so i just love again today everything is tying together what a great message um i think <laughs> thank you god uh thank you jesus thank you holy spirit this is a great example of how you know, you pray for something, we've got a plan, these love places and spaces in my case, and I'm attracting people to help us create that plan. And then God puts these words in my life this morning as my jam this morning was working on the agenda for our get together with this group. So you can't make this stuff up. It's amazing. 
<sighs> doesn't that inspire you? If that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what will inspire you. Um, and I'm super excited, you guys, about what we're going to be doing. We're going to be starting to really promote the different workshops and masterminds and experiences that we have ongoing each month. So shortly you're going to start seeing some information um, looking at, you know, our month and, and what we've got coming up. And I just had another idea. That's what st stopped me there. This is so good. Uh, so I better write that down. That's the other thing. The five second rule, Mel Robbins, when something pops into your head, you better do something with it within five seconds or else you're going to lose it. So I have a sheet of paper here. I try to have paper handy and a pen wherever I am. And I am going to make this note. And it's all about heading the calendar to all my emails so people can see what we've got coming up. So if you're not on our email list, you know, reach out to me. The, the website is life-transform.com. But I've got to go through that. That's a jam coming up because I don't know if it's working exactly accurately. So just reach out to me anyway and just say, hey, put me on your email list. And, and I can take care of that for you in the interim. Okay. So let's go. Let me make another note here. I know this isn't probably good podcast. I'm here making notes. But this is real. This is what I would be doing. If I wasn't doing the podcast, so that's, you know, that's what we have to do here. Give you a glimpse into my real life. Um, so you can kind of see actually how this is working for me. And it's going to work differently, I think, for everybody. So the key is it, it does work. All, this, all these things that we talk about each week, they're built on truth. God. God is, God is the truth. Jesus is truth. So just trust that and believe it. He is our Father. God's our Father. So it's like, just believe it. Don't question it, over-question it. You know, just, just say, well, you know, I, I believe that's probably true. And just act. And I think you'll find that life, your life will literally be transformed. Okay, January 7th from our good friend Sarah Young it is impossible to praise or thank me too much that is in bold as it is written I inhibit the praises of my people I inhabit the praises of my people sorry about that sometimes your adoration is a spontaneous overflow of joy in response to radiant beauty or rich blessings at other times you pray, your praise is more disciplined and measured an act of your will I dwell equally in both types of praise. Thankfulness, also, is a royal road to draw near me. A thankful heart has plenty of room for me. When you thank me for the many pleasures I provide, you affirm that I am God, from whom all blessings flow. When adversity strikes and you thank me anyway, your trust in my sovereignty is a showpiece in invisible realms. Fill up the spare moments of your life with praise and thanksgiving. This joyous discipline will help you live in the intimacy of my presence. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. And finally, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Yep, I love it. Give thanks in all circumstances. <clears throat> because they're, oh my goodness, it's, it's again, it's a habit-forming thing. Once you get in the habit of giving thanks in all circumstances, you will be able to easily give thanks in all circumstances. It's true. <laughs> As my mom would say, it's true. Um, so believe it and live it. And uh, I just encourage you, listen, this world is, is Satan's world. We're living in this world, but we're not of this world. Some of you may be of this world right now. Well, there's a way out. There really is. And it is a, it's a beautiful way to live in any of life's circumstances. Anything that life throws at you, you can confidently and courageously walk right through it. It's not going to be, quote unquote, easy, right? Because we all have emotions. We all have compassion and empathy and... But you guys don't. This, these are just words, but I'm just telling you this is truth. Worry, fear, um, all of those things, that's all Satan's stuff. So my friends, my brothers and sisters, be aware of that. And, and do what, you know, the readings were telling us today. If any worry crops into your head... Just thank Jesus. Be grateful. Just crowd it out with gratitude for all of the things to be grateful for in this life. And, of course, the ultimate thing is that God thought enough of you to send his son down to die a horrific death for your sins and then to rise again to overcome death and give us everlasting life. It's just amazing. So listen... There's what you can pray, and I don't care what circumstance comes into your life. You can, you can give gratitude for that in the moment, and your shoulders will, the tenseness will release from your body, and you would just feel just amazing. At least that's been my experience, but it really does start with belief. You have to believe it, and your thoughts are the only thing you can control. And there's ways we can help life transform. That is what we do. We, we help people, um, you know, particularly with that subconscious mind and that those negative stories that are playing in your head. They are just stories and they're lies. So um, don't let the lies, don't let the serpent whisper these lies into you uh, about you're not good enough. Um, you know, any of those, anything that's that's self-depreciating or self-restricting or self-limiting, those are all lies. So I'm just super fired up about this topic, and this is what I do. 
This is what we do. We are life transformed. We're getting people out of isolation into community, community of people who are for you in harmony with you and don't judge you. You know, the fruits of the spirits, Galatians uh, 22, read that. All the fruits of the spirits, amazing. And then we follow the four agreements. Your word is impeccable. Don't take anything personal. Don't make assumptions and do your best. That is heaven on earth. So until next time, have a great rest of your week. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Sit around with a group of people over a bottle of wine if you want or not. And and talk about this. Listen and have a discussion. That's powerful stuff to, to do. So until next time, Robert Bolden, Life Transformed. This world's success to God's world's significance. I'm the intentional gatherer. Love you. We'll see you. We'll we'll speak to you soon, hopefully.